Welcome back, everybody. It is Thoughts from Your Fantasies, brought to you by Thoughts from the Cheap Seats. I am Steve, joined along Byron, a.k.a. Snacks. How have you been, Snacks? It's been a minute. Been great. It has been a minute. I've actually seen you, I think, since it's uh, I, last, uh, last been recorded. You have. You have. Um, so getting into the fantasy, we got a kind of a packed episode, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, I know in the past few episodes, we kind of teased us having a team together and kind of bringing the listeners on the journey to the championship, to the payout, to the pay dirt, as some would say, at the end of the season as we lift that sweet, sweet fantasy trophy. Um, So I guess we'll just kind of touch on players we liked early, players we got. We did end up having the number one pick, which was new to the both of us. I personally never had the number one pick. So that was something new. Uh, so if you kind of just want to touch on maybe some highlights of that draft and I'll kind of chime in as you go. So what was actually news to me um, and what we had documented previously in this podcast was our uh, long-term uh, buddy, Razor Duck, uh, Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> typically he runs his league completely standard, but he actually switched it this year to have PPR. So like you get a half point per reception, which, it, it, which was a nice – it's a baby step. <laughs> it's a baby step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I would say half PPR is probably like the uh, probably the the good middle ground. Old school standard like the, is just it's the new standard now. It's tough. Half point should be like the new standard. I yeah I agree. So so anyway, as Steve alluded to, we uh, did actually get the first pick, which was new to us. And so in half PPR, one QB, just pretty much a standard lineup. Um, I think the obvious choice was uh, Christian McCaffrey, which we were both uh, in unison on. Would you agree, Steve? Yes, yes. I was very excited. I mean, it's 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 scary just because of the injuries the past two seasons, so that is worrisome. But when you have a player that good, and we'll get into his performance in Week One, when you have a player that good, it's it's hard. You can't pass it up. You got to take him. Yeah, I agree. And, and a and a new thing that's being uh, proliferated, um, to use a fan five dollar word, is you don't draft not to lose you draft to win so only one person or in this instance if we were to win two people but only one team is going to win championship so drafting like to not lose and saying like oh this guy might be safer the theory that that sounds like a good idea you want to draft for upside and you want to win so christian McCaffrey, as he was the first week who didn't even score a touchdown and he was the number one scorer in um in fantasy for running backs in our particular scoring was technically number, but splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. So anyway, that was, uh, that, that was the first pick. Um, coming on the turn. We had some questions, uh, but I think we went um, looking at it. AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley. Thoughts, Steve. Uh, I really like the picks. I, you know, I, I'm, we're both big AJ Brown guys. I think he's got a lot of upside. Uh, definitely want to see, and again, we'll get into the week one performance later, but a lot of upside from AJ Brown. Uh, Calvin, he's the guy now in Atlanta. I thought he was a no-brainer when he was there. Uh, it's half-point PPR, so that just makes receivers that more valuable. So I was a fan of both picks. Yeah. So anyway, not, not going to bore everybody and just kind of scroll through the team, but notable picks, I would say. Um, I think Damon Harris fell a little, especially in this style of scoring um, and a typical standard lineup where you flex two receivers, two running backs. I think Damian Harris, especially once – so this was post – we drafted post uh, Cam Newton being released. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Preseason so when Cam was done. Newton was there, it was, it was a little different. Right, right. It was a little different. But now that it's Mac Jones, they're obviously going to run the ball more. And, and I don't care. I know the Patriots use a committee, but I think at this point they had also traded Shell. Um, so there were a lot of positive signs for Damian Harris. And I, I mean, I think we got him in like sixth round, seventh round, something like that. So I, I thought that was a pretty good value pick in the middle. Um, let's see, looking who else. Uh, one we we will see yet to be determined and, and kind of touch on this guy a little later. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, with the, uh, yeah. Good. Luckily, we did not start because. Yeah, I mean, to, he, but. he was the leading, I mean, leading, I think, targeted receiver in that offense in a high power, I mean, an offensive system that's going to put up numbers. So I thought that was a safe pick, but not a good start. I mean, he was, he actually got injured, but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll kind of touch on him in a little bit, but uh, another guy, um, Thomas, that we chose to take a, take a chance on. And Mr. Thomas. The way I you may have heard of him. You you may have heard of him. You may not have heard of him in the last couple of years because he's yeah. been irrelevant. One day, the hope is for all of us fantasy football enthusiasts with him on our team, he will come back. And Jameis's wonderful performance last week, uh, the idea is Michael Thomas slots in as a good receiver when he comes back in for the back half of the season and the playoffs. Um, I know Steve and I were actually – trying to do this draft in a uh, in an unconventional format. We were not together, so it was a little tough when we were on the clock. But, Steve, what did you think about that pick? I liked it. I mean, the fact that I, I felt so good. I mean, looking at our receivers, we had, uh, what, Calvin Ridley, uh, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk at the time, who I really liked. I mean, I thought Michael Thomas was a, a, a no-brainer. I mean, he could sit on the bench, like you said. If he comes in and puts up numbers like he did before he got hurt last season, I mean, it, it's a championship easily with the with the, the offensive power we have. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, when we get to the playoffs, we're banking on probably three of those receivers and two running backs, with Caffrey being one of them. So, like, it's hard to envision if Michael Thomas is playing good ball by the playoffs. Yep. So that, uh, that won't be a big deal. Um, last thing of note, um, I, myself, am an active man of waiver wire. Uh so Tyson Williams, Tyson Williams, solid name. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with Tyson. Um, solid. Picked him up. I, I was debating picking him up prior to Gus Edwards injury, because even when Gus Edwards, his injury, Baltimore always runs two running backs. So Gus bus was going to get his run, but Tyson was not a bad person to have. Cause in good matchups, they're both going to eat. Right. Yep. I kind of wanted to pick him up prior. I, I I think we dropped Michael Carter running back for the Jets. Um, Rashad yeah. Bateman was another guy yeah. that that we both like. So had those guys prior with the news of Gus Bus getting injured, had to pick Tyson up. So he played well in in week one. A bit of a uh, little bit of hiccups, and if you listen to the internet nerds, they'll tell you that he can't can pass protection and he fumbled a couple handoffs. But overall, I, I actually think he did. So. In in that in that Ravens offense. It, it, if you can run at a decent speed, you're going to get yards. I mean, it's, it's insane with Lamar, yeah. how they spread it out. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. But uh, just a, a quick, we'll do a quick overview, as I guess, kind of the starting lineup and a few guys on the bench, just so everybody kind of understands what our team looks like. That way, when we hear us talk about it going forward the rest of the season, uh, you kind of have an idea. So quarterback looking really good after the first week. I think he led all quarterbacks in points in our league, at least. 
Kyler Murray. We got Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, Tyson Williams, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Robert Tanyan, uh, A.J. Brown, the Washington defense, and Matt Gay. Uh, we have Josh Jacobs, Brandon Ayuk, Damian Harris, Michael Thomas, Devin Singletary, Elijah Moore, and Le'Veon Bell on the bench right now. So that is a quick overview of the Snacksimus Maximus uh, roster. Um, so kind of – I did not consult Steve for that. Uh, that <laughs> I'm all for it, though. I'm title. all for it. <laughs> um, uh, kind of staying on week one, though. Um what were some of your, I guess, su- surprise takeaways, guys, uh, I guess, bigger performances that you were kind of surprised with? I've got one that is not going to be a surprise to anybody. Surprised with a good performance? Either one, or bad good or bad. Good or bad. Well, I'm going to start with the bad. So so yep. the, the bad, the obvious, um, the obvious elephant in the room is Brandon Ayuk. That yeah. we talked about um, him and Trey Sermon. I think a lot of people expected them to to come out playing well from day one, um, or at least Sermon's case, having a piece of the offense. Um, I think people expected Ayuk to be to be doing what D. Manuel did, uh, which was impressive. Um, not to say that we should worry about both of them moving forward, but I, I think the obvious uh, answer there is both of them. Did terribly. I don't know how you feel that. Yeah, no. I mean, I was. I mean, you got hurt. Let's 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 put that out. He's. I mean, he's. But he. But he was returning punts. So what? What is that? Does not play? What? I don't know. I'm confused by that whole situation. Um. So I'm with you in terms of buy or sell. I would be buying Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, if you got him, concerned about. Yeah, well, I would buy. It. I mean, if somebody wanted to sell them because they were wild, I try in, in oh yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. dynasty leagues. In I, I tried to get them today, but it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't quite have the juice, as the young boys say. Um, yeah, sermon. I'm a little more concerned about because Elijah Mitchell played well, and you just with those San Francisco running backs, like they could draft us, man, and we'd be back there getting hundred yard games. I don't know what they do over there, but anyway, th- those are my negatives. I would say. In a good way, I was kind of surprised about Jamar Chase. Um, I was watching that game, and he, he finished I mean, with a really good. He comes out before the game says he can't see a ball. He did. <laughs> he literally said the balls are different. This one doesn't have a white stripe, and I'm yeah. confused. And I, which by the know, way, is a hot like the balls in the NFL should because the spiral looks so much better with the white stripes on it. Maybe fair, but as a man who's caught many a passes from Steve Stone with a ball without stripes on, that's it, true. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it does matter anyway. But neither were there. Uh, he he looks he looks good. I would say more importantly, the Bengals' offense as a whole looked formidable. Um, and Jamar Chase targeted. He caught the ball. He didn't drop it like he was in the preseason. And he, he did straight up burn that guy on that. I don't know if you saw that play. Yeah, he did. But, yeah, he he burned that guy. I, I would still, if I was a betting man, and I'm biased because I love D. Higgins, I would still say Higgins finishes number one in that offense. Because it, I know you, you can't take away everybody's best plays, but if you take away that deep bomb for Jamar Chase, he finishes with, like, four for 50 or something like that. But – and the deep ball is going to be a part of their game. Burrow throws it well, looked good. But I, I would say that was a good surprise. He looked he looked good. The offense looked good. Jamar Chase is a deep ball guy, though, too. He was the same way in LSU. So he, you're going to live or yeah. die there by the deep ball. I mean, uh, his numbers were 
five receptions, 101 yards, a touchdown, and he was targeted seven times. So he's going to get his looks in the offense, but I, I don't know. The T. Higgins thing, the, the Bengals as a whole, I'm just kind of – I don't know. I mean, I, I like Jamar Chase just because he is going to be that hit-or-miss guy. Uh, he'd be a player that I'd be like – I'd be okay playing in that third why, – wide why, why receiver three flex position, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. Um, but that's just kind of my thoughts there. Uh, for a player that kind of surprised me last week, uh, so bad performances – or we'll go good performance. This is the opposite of probably what she thought I was going to say. But Jameis Winston. Hey, my boy. I mean, it's just like Drew Brees. out there, boy. My Drew, Drew Brees <laughs> retired, but his soul just went in Jameis Winston's body. And uh, Drew Brees is out there playing against us. Literally, with the yardage total and everything, Drew Funny stat, man. funny stat too. So Jameis's touchdown, I think it was a second, the long touchdown. It was like 55 yards, 60 yards. That that ball was in the air for 50 yards. Drew Brees had how many attempts Drew Brees had? It's like four thousand, five thousand astronomical thousands of attempts in the NFL. Has never had a ball fly 50 yards in, in the air. I could believe it. That's insane. I believe it. Dude, dude Jameis has a cannon, though. He does have a he cannon. A cannon. But Drew Brees is a professional quarterback. That that wasn't his I MO, feel like man. I could throw a ball 50 yards. You, I know you could. I've seen you do it. Well, maybe not anymore, you know. Nah, maybe not anymore, but. but. Back in Steve Stone's prime, I mean, slinging it. It's just, that's nuts. That's insane. It is insane. Especially when we think about those guys, uh, you know, like uh, – I can't think of the other Zach Perry and uh, you know all of those guys. Oh, Scooby, dude, yeah, were, like 70, 75. Yeah. So for the listeners, going to college and playing big sports with guys who were above athletic norms and could throw football very far distances, it was very, very impressive. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, so no, who you got for your uh, bad surprises? Bad surprises. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the whole Packer offense, you Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, Aaron Jones, uh, Robert Tanyan, uh, all bad. Uh, staying off the Packers, kind of disappointed in the the Josh Allen. I mean, he I think he had 15 points. Uh, that was kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he didn't he throw the ball like 51 51- 50 times? He threw it 51 like times. He's 30 of 51 for 270, which, I mean, he's not bad, but you throw the ball 50 times, 51 times. I mean, you should be throwing, putting up 350, 400 yards. Jameis threw the ball, ball what, 21 times, whatever it was, and he scored. I mean, yeah, granted, I mean, he, he started on his 25, his own 25, or the Packers 25, <laughs> three times. So hey, take that into hey, account. Don't you just, it's not, it ain't Jameis' fault. Um, hey, I, I will say short note, my team, I have two time dynasty teams with Jameis Winston on it, and so much better when Jameis Winston was a Buccaneer, and now I've kept him, I've I've held strong, and now that he's back and he's slinging it, I'm just ecstatic. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. Be happier. Um, you got any other you know, players I'll, that you like from week one? It, so, so real quick, the – a couple things, the in a bad way, like you said, the Green Bay offense, the Titans offense was also abysmal. Very, yeah, very surprised by that. 
very surprised. And, and, and I don't get too deep into the, who's the offensive coordinator and all, and all of this good stuff, but they hadn't switched who's calling plays there since last year. Um, I believe the, the previous play now in Atlanta actually, but anyway, um, if all of that proves correct, basically the point is there is cause for concern past just like, Oh, did they look bad in week one? It could be a deal where they're, they're having an identity crisis and they're going to have to figure things out as a different, an offensive scheme. So that that's something to monitor um, moving forward. I would not panic on any of guys, maybe Julio, because I, I was not, I'm, yeah. I'm, he's at the stage of his career to where it's like, Julio right now. it's like, how does this guy, it's the T.O. I mean, I think you get the vibe that it's just like the, the late Randy Moss. Like once he left the Patriots and went back to Minnesota or T.O. after the Cowboys type deal. You know, it's where it's like, <clears throat> he should be really good. He's athletic as hell, but he's just not getting that output that he used to. So, yeah. I, so, the, anyway, that, that does – um, and, and I would say the last one, uh, which before I get to that plug for – there's a Shannon Sharp podcast, and he does interviews with people. He did with T.O. It was actually really good. And – is a really interesting character and it's interesting to listen to him and tell his side of the story and what on and, and i mean you, you never know there's two there's three sides of what every story his side his side and the truth yeah it it seems mm-hmm. it seems very interesting and Tio's a very charismatic dude he was still saying he was getting interest from a gm to come back to play football and he's like 48 or something like he looks he looks oh, dude anyway yeah 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 he looks great. Um, James Robinson will be my last surprise. And uh, you could kind of say the Jaguars as an organization. However, I'm just not sure what to think. I'm, so we do it. We're doing the survivor pool right now. And one of our buddies who's kind of on our team <laughs> picked the Jaguars and they lost him. Shout out, Marshall. Um, which if anybody, <clears throat> yeah, so if, any, if anybody's not familiar with that, basically, once you pick a team that loses, you're out. Um, we're doing it as a three-man uh, unit, so we technically have three picks. But anyway, the Jaguars are a weird team, and I, and I don't expect that to continue. I actually expect James Robinson to be better than he won. But as a man who started him over very formidable players, i.e. Antonio Brown and some other guys, I thought better things were going to happen, and they didn't. So that is another situation to monitor moving forward. Yeah. So I guess one, I guess another surprise that I have, and this is a player that I didn't think would do as well. Um, granted, the situation in Atlanta, uh, Jalen Hurts had himself a game. I mean, he balled he out. Did. Uh, he did. He went twenty-seven to thirty-five, two hundred sixty-four yards, three touchdowns. Uh, had seven carries for sixty-two yards. So, I mean, putting numbers all over the field, kind of running around the offense, mm-hmm. uh, looked good. I mean. Put the put the ball where it needed to be. Uh, I mean, anytime you're throwing for, I mean, you know what he had eight incompletions. I mean, it's just a damn good game. Very efficient, and I think we talked about Devontae Smith uh, too. Devontae Smith had a good game. He did. He did. So. And Miles Sanders did, and and so did Kenneth Gainwell, who who's the rookie backup. But and, and I think some of the opportunities were kind of slanted in his favor to where he got a touchdown at the uh it's something in the game toward I think it was like the third quarter but anyway 
the Philadelphia offense looks good and Jay Hurst's good. And if you can get 60 rushing yards as a floor, like we talked about this before, that's 50 passing yards in a, in a normal league scoring. Like that's a, yes, that's nothing. Bad. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, I guess kind of going the opposite way as far as a disappointment. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I, I could say just the Bears offense as a whole. Why aren't, why isn't Justin Fields playing? So that's an interesting one. And I, as a man who is married to an Ohio State alum, with an Ohio State alum family, who, so who watches many an Ohio State game, and will one day be converted probably as an Ohio State fan by just proxy to the Ohio State lineage. (laughs) Sounds like a a cult. (laughs) It is a cult. They hear things like OH and then everybody, like literally you'll be in a crowd of people and one person will say, oh, someone will go IO. And like they have this whole, it's it's very strange. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I, I like Justin Fields. But I don't necessarily disagree. I don't think Andy Dalton is terrible. He's not. The- so here, let, let me give you the Andy Dalton stat line. And it's not bad. But thing is, so look, I'm going to give you this. Because you don't know the stat line, do you, off the top of your head? No, I don't. Okay. Off the top of my head. So, here, so if I said a, this quarterback, Andy Dalton, threw 20, he completed 27 passes for 38, had a touchdown, what do you think the yardage is there? 27 completions. 27 for 30, 38 with a touchdown. I, I'm going to exclude the bias that I know it's Andy Dalton. I would say probably 260, give or take. 260, 27, just below 300, right? The man had 206, yeah, yeah. 206 yards. <laughs> yeah, so it's so fair enough. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not a bad – the percentage is not bad. I mean, it's, it's not bad. No, or no, one, interse- no. one interception, one interception. Didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't intercept. So, yeah, so he did. And what was awkward about that was Justin Fields was just in, pun it, no, nope. prior yeah. to that interception. Yeah. And threw yeah. a nice pass. And then, yeah. and then Dalton comes back and throws the interception. I, I will say, caveat, they were playing the Rams and the Rams, yeah. a solid Ooh. defense. Yeah. So, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I got one more disappointment though. This one did surprise me. I just remembered it. Um, well, I, to, to kind of s- surmise that, basically, I, I would not give up on Andy as a game manager, which is, I think Fields gives him more upside, but I think Andy Dalton gives stability. Obviously, eventually they will move on to Fields, but I, I don't hate it. Andy Dalton is your current day Alex Smith. He's gonna give you decent numbers like that. That's a de- that's a decent stat line. It's an okay decent stat line. He's yeah. I, I'm, not starting, him. I'm well, not starting him. I'm not starting him if I didn't have to though. He's not my well, no, no 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 no. And well, you're saying in real life, in fantasy, fantasy. Well, yeah, of course. So in fantasy, no. Like I'm, ne- I'm never would, start. I, I actually, I hate. I have him on one of my teams, and I and I hate myself for it. But it's it's tough. I, I will say for you, you until your last one, honorable mention for the Scottish Hammer, otherwise Brown's punter, who cost us by us. I do mean us. Oh, wow. Brownie over here. I've got he's already a brownie now. Dude, it 
It was so, it was such a, so like what you learn when you become a Browns fan is, is expecting to do better and then failing. It's a very Browns-like thing to do. So like through the first half, we're stomping them. We're, and this is Kansas City. Like we're in Kansas City and we're dominating. Like it's yeah, y'all look close. good. Like, yeah, y'all look good. We, and I still think we we are a better team than we finished. And I, I actually think we're, we may beat Kansas City. But anyway, the, the point is, the dude drops like me and it's Packers. like, come on, man. I'm I'm love struck, but it, yeah. like, come on, man. How you <laughs> drop that and then you like it's tough. So go ahead, finish, wrap us up with this second, see what. Yeah. Um. Now I was rooting for y'all too. Uh. I will say Najee Harris drafted very high in a lot of leagues. Four point five points in our league. Uh. Sixteen carries, forty five yards. Not good at all. One catch for four yards. Uh. He was. Targeted three times. So, Naga, have you seen the interesting stat about him? I have not. That's been going around. So, in obvious, uh, in obvious, there was one running back who played 100% of their given opportunities this week in an offense. Who was it? I'm going to guess it has something to do with Najee Harris, right? I, I tell you what, Steve. I know I Hannah married you. You're smart. <laughs> I know your son's got a big old brain. It was indeed Najee Harris. The interesting thing is that he played 100% of the opportunities available. So there was no splitting time. And that could be his back. Like Anthony McFarlane could argue is his backup and he's hurt. Anyway, but the point is, he got 100% of the available opportunities, which is whatever stat that's been going around any league in that. So it's like, there will be better days, presumably for a guy who's first NFL start to first the, NFL start. But the thing is, and that just makes this even more surprising that you say that is that you're in there as much as you are. And you still put in a number yeah. like this. Like that's just, and, it, and the thing is they won the game. It, it was a very game. I didn't watch it, but I watched bits and pieces and I was tuning in to the score and to see Pittsburgh win was very interesting the way the yeah. game was uh, headed. That defense is damn so, good, man. That defense is damn good. TJ Watts for real. But uh, apparently he got paid a lot of money. So he, he better he be get paid a lot of money. He got to go work out right now, though. Um, that, uh, um, so that kind of recaps week one. Uh, so looking forward to next week, we'll kind of looking for the next week. Uh, I know we want to kind of touch on some injuries that happened after week one, going into week two. Uh, we talked about Brandon out of the UK. I mean, I am I'm thinking he's too worried about that now. Uh, a big one that did happen though, was Ryan Tannehill, uh, injuring the hip. So Tyler Haneke, who's actually playing right now, um, is in there. Not for, Tannehill. No, I think it's Patrick. Neck that neck, that's that's Just all right. Me. They look me. pretty. They, they look pretty. Uh, pretty similar. They, they kind of do. I mean, it's even how the bigger the bigger beard they would. Uh, uh, they kind of played the same too, right? I'll cut you some they're slack. The same, they're, they're the same quarterback. Fine, but they they might be the same quarterback. Um. So with Tannehill but, but yes, going down, Fitz Magic, yeah, hurt his hip. Tannehill, I yeah, yeah. Don't start with me. So Fitzmagic gets his hip hurt. That's 
somewhat of an impact in the sense that Fitzmagic is thought to sling it a little more. So you maybe bump McLaurin and Logan Thomas down a little bit. Um, he did, Heineke did come in and find Logan Thomas for a touchdown, but Logan Thomas did not have much action. McLaurin only had four catches in the game, one which was absolutely beautiful. Oh, if dude. you haven't seen it, go, go watch it. it Shout was, out Trey because Trey's got nice. Trey's got red. This is off topic. One of our buddies has red zone now and is like, he's like, dude, this is the best thing ever. It's like so much football at one time. <laughs> I would over there I would to watch never the game. have thought in a million years he would say that. <laughs> I went over there to watch it. Like we were talking the day earlier. He was like, I might get it. And I was like, I mean, it's, it's just a, you see all the highlights of every game as they happen, basically. He's like, huh. And next he's like, dude, it's the best. He's like, there's so much. Like, you see all this stuff happen. Like, there's just no dull moments. I'm like, that's red zone, man. <laughs> I will agree. Like, red zone is the best. And as a biased fantasy person, red zone is the best it's, way to watch Sunday football. It, yes. If, especially if you're a big fantasy guy, red zone. Um, I mean, it, it, there's no, yeah. You, you see everything that happens. Yes, my player got it. Dang it. Why didn't you throw it to my player? Stuff like that. So, or this guy stole this touchdown from me. Why'd they put him in at the one instead of my guy, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. uh, off topic, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, Fitzpatrick is out. It's magic, Fitzpatrick. Uh, another big injury was Buster. Buster, yes. <laughs> Yes, Raheem Moster with the uh, clipped knee cartilage or some weird, obscure yeah, something. It took, it took a few days for them to figure out if exactly he was going to have to have surgery or not. Turns out he is. Um, and so, can we give a moment of silence for, for that man's injury? His, like, yeah. I feel bad because him and his wife had come out like right at the end of the offseason. We're like, oh, everybody wants to push this injury narrative on me and that's what we should I'm do. I'm not hurt. So anybody we what? talk about that has an injury, we're going to do a moment of silence for. So here, hey, here's Ryan Fitzpatrick, moment of silence. Raheem Mozart, moment of silence. All right. Uh, prayers up for both of them to, you know, health, fast healing. Get back on the field and put up fancy points for their owners. Um, that no other injuries though, huh? I mean, those were kind of the top. Uh, you so so a couple other ones that I had of note: Jerry Judy, high ankle I sprain. Didn't see, I you said that before. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, high ankle sprain, which is not the good kind of ankle sprain. So no, that's what four to six weeks low huh? ankle sprain. That's what they say, but like high, those high ankle sprains. Are tough. Like, very anecdotally from flag football, but like you've seen me like with a couple sprained ankles. Yeah, I've had play. a few too. Those are usually low. Yeah, yeah, you have too. And, and so like you kind of can play, but like you can run in like a straight line. But when it comes to cutting and and doing some of that, that it fired on a you know on an NFL football field, it becomes tough when you're talking about getting back even 95 percent like. There's a difference in running in a straight line and being able to do what an NFL receiver has to do. So moment of silence for both Jerry Judy and our boy Paul Gallup, who also who? suffered an injury. <laughs> in the moment of silence, Michael Gallup also 
Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Moment of silence. In in fantasy circles, moment of silence first. Moment of silence. All right. Anyway, not as completely relevant in the fantasy circle unless you're in a deeper league, but yeah, it it is. It's an injury. Anyway, those are the. It's an injury, and I think those are the biggest uh, in the fantasy world. Those are these ones. So, I think we're uh, moving on to just some some brief uh, some brief action. Week two. So week two. So we kind of got a new kind of way to, to approach this to kind of sum up everything of as far as guys we like. Uh, right now, we're calling it air quotes. Uh, love like hate, kind of like the uh, Mary have a one night stand with. And then kill uh, type deal. Uh, just kind of give you players, give you an idea of some players we really like um, going into this week, their matchups specifically. And then, uh, you know, maybe a sleeper we like that thing we think is going to kind of outperform maybe what people are going to think. And then a guy that, you know, most people like, but we think might have a, uh, not as good of a game as they should. So, i.e., the whole Packers team would have fallen in that category last week. Um, Byron, I will let you start off with your love for this week. So, to cut off what Steve is saying, basically the way I interpreted this as love, like, hey, basically love is somebody that's in – you You have them on your team, they're probably starting, but you, you can start them with confidence. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I just want to be like, don't be like, oh, Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, you're starting. Well, well yeah. Yes. So, a couple um, a couple guys that may be somewhat controversial, maybe not, including in a starting lineup. I had CMC on my list, though, too. <laughs> this dude over here. Uh, anyway, mine, I do not have CMC, uh, who is the undisputed number one ranked running back. I, I mean, I love um, him. Well, of course you do. You have him on your team. <laughs> so my one and for all my fellow owners out there i don't have him on this team with steve but i have him on a couple other teams don't panic zeke mm. easy elliot mm. who had a should have been a disappointment last week yep yep he could have been i would i would argue as someone who was dumb enough to start him I would argue that all of the smart people and all of the warning signs were there that perhaps that wasn't going to be his game. Um, I I guess I could also argue that he got near the goal line or it carrying a catch. Some people, so very, very brief. It is very tough reading on the internet because you find these people who are, Oh, Zeke's washed. He, he even came in this game. Like last year was a big thing. Zeke's watch. Zeke's watch. Well, like the offense is, has like one starter and it's Zeke at this point. Like nobody else is playing. So it's kind of tough. This year, I, I was good when they gave him the ball and when he had an actual opportunity. Like he had a run near the goal line where people like rookie Zeke would have broken that tackle and scored. And it's like, how? You on the couch, I'm going to talk about how Zeke should have broken this tackle and scored have no idea what it takes to make a man miss in a very limited space in the NFL. Like you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, small rant, but people on the internet kind of annoy me. I think overall Zeke looked fine. I think against the Buccaneers it was a bad matchup. Dak did his thing, which is to be expected. But I'm saying if you got Zeke, stick him in there with confidence and 
trust the process as the uh, 76 say so anyway that's yeah. my number one number yeah. two oh i can't well, go uh, so no. my number one yeah not only that i want you to give me some type of pushback on zeke i, I mean so I, give, I, me, I, give me love give me give me some pushback pushback uh, so they're playing they're playing the chargers uh this thing is the Chargers plays Chargers played a good defense last week they put up numbers uh, so I think it's going to be a closer game. I do think the Cowboys be running the ball. Pushback. It's hard to give pushback in Zeke. I mean, I like Zeke. I think I had him on my list as a as a player that I love too. So I I'm with you there. That I think I think he's going to have a big game here. I think the games be closer. Um, I do think both teams are going to be able to run the ball. I like Austin Eckler here too. I have him actually on my one of the players that I love. Um, going into this week. So I, I think this is kind of going to be a shootout. I, I mean, I'm giving all my loves out, but I like uh, my my number one was Amari for this week. I, I mean, I think this game's going to be – I think this game's going to be 38 to 31. I could see this game being. So, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be a shootout. I like Amari. I like Eckler. I like um, uh, receiver for the Chargers, Mike Williams. Um, mm-hmm. and I also like, uh, like Zeke. So, and obviously Dak and, and I did, by the way, I think Herbert, I think he's the real deal. So, um, you kind of, when you brought that up, I was like, well, shit, now you got my whole list on here, but, uh, I mean, pushback on it. The thing is, if it turns into that game towards a shootout is them abandoning the run and it being strictly, can you get the receptions from Zeke's point? So can Zeke get those? Those those dump offs, the screens, uh, to put it, you know, or or even the goal line at that point, you might be relying on those goal line uh red zone touchdowns where it's a two yard, they punch it in. So that would be the only thing if it does turn into a shootout, like I think it might, um, is Zeke maybe not getting the carries kind of like he did in last game. Cause I mean I think that's yeah. kind of what hurt him. So which which is very thin and just to almost kind of piggyback up. Tony Pollard had a lot of it looks like design touches in that game. Um, and they, a lot of them were receptions. So interesting to see how that plays out moving forward. Maybe they don't want to rely on Deke and keep Pollard in the background. Maybe they want to get Pollard involved a little more, keep Zeke a little pressure, which in a real life sense is not a bad idea, but in fantasy, obviously we want our guy to get all the touches. Anyway, what you, uh, you want me to get my second guy, or you want to go ahead and give your? I mean, I said Amari was my first guy, so so you, you can go ahead and give your second guy. Yeah, fair. Which I, which I think that that game should a lot a lot of fantasy points to all of the offensive guys on both sides. Um, Mike Williams, by the way, Sleepy had like twelve targets last week. He looked, he he was getting fed. Um, so my my next guy, who I've been kind of off the train until fairly recently because I acquired him in a dynasty league and that required me to do my research. Uh, DeAndre Swift, um, a guy who ESPN has ranked 15th in full PPR for this week with full PPR. I would argue he might need to be higher than that, but in half PPR, how we play, I think Swift looks good. I, the dude looks like he looks great whenever he that ball in face and proved that they were going to throw the ball to their running backs, both him and Jamal. 
um, Williams last week. So I would say if I had Swift, I would be starting him with confidence. I don't really care who they're playing because they played San Francisco last week who has a formidable defense and San Francisco is a better team. They got ahead of them and they still keep throwing the ball to the running backs. And when that dude gets the ball in space and make people miss, and he took like a 40, 50 yard pass to the, uh, Screenplay to the house last weekend. He's one on one with the safety. That safety ain't got no chance. That's a that's a fact. So anyway, those are my two guys. Honorable mention for Darren Waller because I watched a lot of the Raiders game, and Derek Carr does not pass the ball to anybody else but Darren Waller. So I I would start him with confidence. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. I mean, that's I had him on my list too. Um, Dude, he's and he's good, man. Like he can make, he can make the catch. He's quick downfield. Uh, he, he, I mean, I, so actually, my next love is going to be just the Browns' backfield. If you got him, start him. Yeah, t- I mean, I mean that dude. It it doesn't matter if you have. And to my point, I'm looking at the list now. You have uh, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt in the top ten. In points for in our league for for running backs, and then in between those, who is four and five is the the Lions backfield with uh, Jamal Williams mm-hmm. and DeAndre Swift. So uh, I like the I like the Browns running back or the both the Browns running backs now. There's the backfield in general. They they make a point to run the ball. They know that's their bread and butter, and they use that to make Baker make feel better. So uh, if you have either one of those, I'd be comfortable starting either one. Yeah. Uh, so, so, well, I, yeah, I'll note you back on it. I had Kareem to move on to likes. I had Kareem as one of my likes. So the way I perceive likes as a guy who you have on the bench, who, who you don't know if you should normally start. And maybe, maybe you pick, you drafted a team where Kareem is your like running back two or something. And, and so hell, maybe he's your running back one, but if you picked a few running back, not your running back one, and so he's a guy that sits on the bench, and you're like, do I start him? Do I not start him? But against the Texans, roll, yeah, I, I would roll them out there. They're, they're going to score, and they run the ball as a uh, homer. But anyway, so a couple of my likes, uh, Naeem Hines, especially okay. in PPR, maybe not as much. Um So they're playing the Rams this weekend, and like we just saw last weekend, the Rams are legit. They're a good team. Um, Indianapolis is is formidable, but not. I I don't know that they haven't figured out yet with Carson Wentz this year. So my guess is they're going to be trailing, and Naeem Hines is going to get the rock. So I could very well see a seven eight catch game, 70, 80 yards receiving, maybe a touchdown. Um, so he'd be a guy I would consider if I had him, and if and whatever. Um, the other guys, Tyler Higby, uh, tight end for the Rams. Rams, okay. Uh, he looks pretty, looked pretty good last uh, last weekend. <laughs> I, I don't quote me on this because I don't have the stats pulled up. It's something like six catches for a decent amount of yards, sixty yards like that. Um, but but they were draw- they were using him in plays that were like designed for him. And with Stafford, he's always thrown to Hawkinson. Um, Ebron back in the day, like he was thrown to the tight end. So 
I, I could very well see Higby turning into a uh, an easy start at 10 if you chose to take tight end late, in which um, if you got him, that that's when you drove late. So anyway, a couple likes for me. What you guys do? So players I like this week, um, I think, you know, my number one, which, I mean, he had, a, he had an okay week last week um, against the Viking or the Giants. Six carries, 18 yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Edmonds for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think playing Minnesota, you looked at that Minnesota defense last week, Joe Mixon ran all over him. Um, so I think, I think that with Kyler at running, I think Kyler's going to put up a big game, but I like what I saw from Mixon. I don't think the Vikings are that good. I think that defense has some holes in it. And I think, uh, I think Chase Edmonds is going to have a good week this week. So that's a player that, uh, I definitely would, would put in my lineup if, if, you know, he's probably in most of your lines if you have him, but that'd be a player that, uh, you know, I, I I definitely like his matchup to have a big game this week. So, uh, a few others staying on the not the Cardinals, but moving to the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, the Bengals are playing the Bears this week, and we saw what Matt Stafford did last week. I think Joe Burrow is going to kind of tear up the the uh, the Bears defense. Uh, you, you, you avoid that. If you can extend the plays against the bear, the secondary is not that good to where he's going to have time to throw the ball. It could be a good game for Jamar chase. Uh, and your boy, uh, not T. Why am I say T Higby? Higgins. Yeah. T Higgins. Uh, T Higgins. I think they could have good games, but that is a game where I think the Bengals are going to put up points. I don't know if this, they should win the game. It's the Bengals. Oh, too. So it could be a closer game than, then we all think it should or think it will be um, judging off how Andy Dalton does for the Bears. But uh, Joe Burrow was another player that I liked this week. And then the last player, and this is kind of going off his poor performance last week, I think Najee Harris has a good week this week uh, playing against the Raiders, who the Ravens absolutely carved up on the ground. Um, you know, the, the, the Raiders' pass rush, I mean, Max Crosby something serious. Uh, watching that game Monday night. Pass rush looked good. Pass rush looked yep. really good. But when it came to, if you can get past that initial front, you can you can kind of make the Raiders pay. Um, and that's the thing is, I mean, playing the Ravens, you got to expect the run, and they still couldn't stop it. So I think that uh, I think that Najee Harris has a bounce back week this week. So that is kind of my my final like of the week, I guess you'd say. Um, okay. Good. No, I, I, yeah, I agree with, I agree with all of that. I will, I, Max Crosby did look good. Raiders pass rush did look good. Yeah, it so really they, did. They could wind up being a, a, a formidable defense. Uh, we'll see. I have to see how it shakes how yeah. pass week one, but because um, I think Gerald McCoy, who now plays for them as a tackle, actually is out for the season. Or I think it's the season. Either way. Yeah, man, yeah, I think so. Moment of silence for Joe McCoy. All right. <laughs> Let it be known. This podcast also appreciates defensive talent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, moving on to players that we hate. Uh, this might be a starter that you have in your lineup. Uh, probably a 
wide receiver two, three, running back two, three, flex guy um, that we kind of maybe most people would play that I would kind of be hesitant to play. So I'll let you start us off. So my two guys here uh, very briefly and full disclosure, we are recording this while the Washington game is playing. I have not looked at any of it. I haven't either. I have, I have no idea going on. Um, but a guy that everybody loves is Antonio Gibson. Ah, like, I know you're going to start him. You got to. You drafted him as either your RB1 or 2. But I just do not think he's ever going to give you the consistent production that you desire. Speaking as a man who had him on one of my teams last year, um, and I don't play in many leagues, so I, so I know who I have. And he did have good weeks. So he had weeks like against the Cowboys. I think he dropped like three touchdowns. And like he had good weeks, but it, as far as just overall consistent production and with Fitzpatrick going out, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm going to assume it's a bad thing given he was a starter. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, would, I would just be hesitant to get what everybody thinks – Everybody likes to think Ron Rivera is the head coach. Now you're going to get CMC light. That's kind of the, the internet lingo around Antonio Gibson. And I just don't know if I buy into that. So anyway, it's unlikely you have better options, but say you had Damian Harris on the bench and maybe you picked up Tyson or uh, Elijah Mitchell. I don't know that I would have the cojones to start him over Antonio Gibson, but it's worth considering. Um, and the other guy that I just perennially hate, as a starter, never gives you what you want. Mark Andrews, once again, probably going to start him because you drafted him to be a starter. If you picked up Juwan Johnson or Cole Komet, I, I don't know anybody with a pulse. Like Mark Andrews is, he had a good year two years ago and he's been living on it since then. And every once in a while, he's a good game. Similar to Antonio Gibson, it's just not consistent. Lamar is a very sporadic quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he he doesn't pepper any one player with targets, and he doesn't just full player like we just talked about with Carr and Waller. So I, I would be hesitant to roll Mark Andrews out that everybody likes to say is like, oh, he's top three or four option. I, I just don't know that that's a sure thing. So anyway, those are my guys. Yeah, so I've got, I've, I've got a few. Um, I think my number one would be, not and this is if you have a deeper league, maybe two quarterbacks, big Ben this week. We talked about that Raiders pass rush. The I said Najee Harris could have a good game. The, the Steelers defense is a must play, but big Ben and that offense it scares me as far as the pass game goes. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, I I wouldn't advise starting Ben Ben if even if I was in deeper league. Um, I, I speak down on quarterback. I mean Lamar Jackson too against. The Chiefs. Uh, if it becomes a shootout, which I don't think it's going to, if the Chiefs get too far ahead and you're forcing Lamar Jackson to throw the ball, I don't think he's going to have a very good game. That's kind of a player that if I could avoid playing, I probably wouldn't play. Yeah, very fair. I mean, to to wrap up, I would just say I would be careful. Uh, uh, watch a little bit of Miles Sanders, and he looks good. So uh, I know San Francisco probably. Probably is a team in Philadelphia, but I could easily see him still having 100 total yards, six or seven catches. Maybe he gets a touchdown and yeah. having a good game. Maybe not, but it, I will know, say too struggles as a whole. I hate 
all Tampa Bay running backs because you don't know who's going to touch the ball. Oh my God! Yeah, it's terrible. You no, know, if you have to just drop, yeah, just drop them and pick somebody else up. You're never going to start them. And it's just about yeah. it, so. it's it's like roulette. If you got one, I guess throw it in there. If you want to chance ten points, but yeah, if you like pain, sure, go ahead. <laughs> but anyways, that is the week one look back. Week two look ahead. Uh, we will try to do this, I guess, once a week um, going forward, kind of give you guys an outlook of, of uh, you know, the previous week and then kind of the players we like going forward. So we appreciate everyone listening in. Until next week, y'all have a good one. Don't shake it for me, baby. Don't get a little crazy.